everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today we're going to finish up our little series on spiritual abuse with an episode on how to recover from spiritual abuse. It's not as easy as you might think. few episodes of this podcast have been about spiritual abuse and false teachers. And right now, as I'm recording this, it's almost Christmas. So not exactly the most Christmassy topic, but if you cut through all the decorations, uh, manger scenes, fuzzy feelings, lights, all that kind of stuff, I think this is actually exactly what Christmas is all about. God knew our tendency and our broken humanity to lean towards this whole religious stuff, to be all about power and control. And knowing that God became a human being, the real God came in humility and gentleness. He came without demanding anything from us or exerting any kind of power or control over us. And that's just astounding. Jesus lived among us for three decades. He was the exact image of God. He showed us the heart of the Father, and then he made the ultimate sacrifice. And rather than demanding religious behavior from us, God, the real God, appeased himself. And so as it's Christmas time right now, and I realize this podcast is kind of going to be above time, beyond time, because it's kind of timeless. But as we're thinking of Christmas, even just right now, this is what Christmas is about. When Jesus came, he destroyed the ideas that religious people had about God. And he destroyed our own ideas of who God is. And he changed everything. And so that's really the point of Christmas, is that God became a person and he lived with us and he died for us and he showed us exactly how much he loves us. Guys, brokenness is all around us. It's broken within communities of Christians. It's broken within Christian organizations. And I know that many of you guys have experienced church hurt or spiritual abuse within your church setting or a Christian organization. And whether it was a church or an organization or a Bible study or a youth group or whatever your situation was, many of you walked away broken and wounded and confused. And now what? We're left with that question. Now what? How do we heal from this kind of spiritual pain? And will things ever be normal again? I think that a lot of our ideas of healing are almost too shallow. We want to go back to how things were. We want things to be the same. We want to be the same person we used to be before the trauma happened. But in actuality, it's not going to do it. It's not going to happen. We can't go back. We're not going to be the same person. The scenario is not going to be the same. But honestly, I think that's okay. I look at my own spiritual trauma and stuff that I've been through, and I would not be the person I am today without it. It's almost like I needed to go through that pain in order to grow and heal and change and just things needed to happen. And it it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone through that. And so we're not going to be the same, but it's, it's okay. And even through that pain, we can become a better version of ourselves if we allow Jesus to just move us and change us and heal us and love us. So I don't have the answers, guys. This isn't a quick fix for you. And there's always going to be this stuff that we have to deal with. There's always going to be scars and triggers. I have a video linked in my blog post that goes along with this podcast episode. And I'd love to have you check that out. It's 
also called Healing from Spiritual Abuse, and you can find that at KristaLynnWood.com. And it's a video by a woman who knows firsthand what it's like to go through church hurt. And she is very honest and very real and very raw and vulnerable. And I just was very blessed by her honesty, and I think that you would be too. So I just really encourage you to head over there and check that out. As far as my own life goes, I feel like because of the pain that I've been through, I am softer. I care more for people's hearts. I care less about their outward behavior. I'm quicker to give grace because I have a better understanding of how much grace God has given me. And it's not that I'm fixed. I don't know that I'm ever going to be fixed. There's still a wound that opens up. Or like the woman in the video says, it's not so much even a wound as it is a latent infection. So it's just this infection that's there. It's going to be there forever. And sometimes it flares up and sometimes it goes away. And so there's definitely things that still trigger me. And there'll be times when I just feel a lot of grief and stuff like that. But there's other times when I feel like I'm doing pretty well and I'm, you know, I am healing and I am moving on, but it's not even moving on or moving past. I think that's a faulty view of things. It's more just allowing God to bring healing, allowing him to just use that in your life for good and allow you to just be okay that it's now part of your life. And yes, I experienced spiritual abuse and spiritual trauma when I was young, young adult and young teenager in my cultic Christian organization. But I do have more recent experiences as well. And it's not something that I can talk about yet. So if you kind of catch that, like, I seem like I know what I'm talking about, or I have quite a bit of emotion going on. It's because yeah, there's more recent things that have happened that I'm just not at liberty to really share about yet. But just know that I know. I know what it's like to just be hurt and to have pain and brokenness and sorrow that you have to just deal with and to have these triggers and things that are going to just be with you probably for the rest of our lives. And yet it's something that God can use and he can redeem and he can heal and and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So here are some things that have helped me to heal from both my distant trauma and more recent stuff. And it's kind of in no particular order, but just things that I have discovered. So here's some things to know. Give yourself time. It's okay to take time to heal. It's okay to not be okay yet. People take a varying degree of time to heal from spiritual abuse, depending on who they are, depending on how they process. Don't rush it. And don't feel guilty because you are still sad or still angry. Listen to me. You have been hurt. And it's okay to not be okay right now. Number two, for things to know, feel all the feelings. So often in Christianese land, only positive feelings are acceptable. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but like you're okay to feel joy and peace and love and that kind of stuff. But anger and sadness and depression and discouragement are like not okay. But that's not true. It's not true. All of our feelings are there. They're not right or wrong. They're just feelings. So I want you to feel all of them. Feel the positive ones, feel the negative ones. Don't minimize what happened. Don't minimize the negative feelings you feel. Feel them. It's okay. Avoid spiritual bypassing. I just recently learned this phrase and I love it because it's just something that happens all the time. Spiritual bypassing is this idea of using spirituality to avoid dealing with what's actually going on in our hearts. So we have a spiritual phrase that we use. Oh, I just need to forgive somebody. 
or I just need to pray about that or whatever. We throw these spiritual things around, but we're actually using them to bypass what's actually going on in our heart. We don't want to deal with what's really feeling, what whatever. We just want to quick fix it and just ignore the heart issues. But I'm telling you, don't do that. Deal with your heart issues. Sit there and dig into them and try to figure it out. And it's okay. It's okay. Even if it's super negative, like it's okay. And lastly, for things to know, give yourself grace. Grace may be a foreign term to you, depending on the type of spiritual abuse you've been through. But hear me, shame and guilt are not from God. Shame and guilt are not from God. Give yourself grace. Relax. Let your guard down. Allow yourself to lament. Grace is a beautiful thing. Lament. I wish I had learned this word sooner because it's such a beautiful thing and it's been so helpful in dealing with my own trauma. The idea of lament is to just feel those sad, hard feelings. You don't, you don't shy away from them. You don't try to push them down or ignore them. You lament them. You feel the sadness and the hurt and the pain. But you feel it in front of a God who loves you and who you know is going to be there for you. And so you have hope. It's the idea of just being broken before this God who you know has got it. And I love that. Like, seriously, I think if I had understood the concept of lamenting, things in my life could be very different. (sighs) Yeah. There's just stuff that happens when you don't lament and when you react that isn't good. And so if you can just lament the brokenness and the sadness and the pain, instead of trying to fix it or react or get justice or whatever else, it's so much better. Bring it to God, bring it to God and let him have it. Right guys, things to do. I cannot emphasize this enough. Find a good therapist. Now, not all therapists are created equal. Some of them are not good and they're not really going to be very helpful. So look for somebody that comes with excellent recommendations because validation is a huge part of your recovery. Having someone tell you that you aren't crazy and the stuff you've experienced is wrong and that you have been hurt, it goes such a long way in healing. When you've been pushed down or gaslighted or whatever and told that you are the problem and nothing's wrong and it's all in your head or whatever else whatever manipulative tactics people have been using on you, when you have somebody who can look at you in the eye and say, you've been hurt. Like, this isn't right. The way they're treating you is wrong. This is not okay. It is so validating. And then it just allows you to begin healing. Find that therapist, a good therapist. This one might be harder, but if you can find safe people and if possible, a safe community, oh, huge, guys, huge. I I realize that not all churches are safe. I get that. But there are some churches that are just filled with religious people who want you to behave. I get that. They are not all safe. However, if you can find a safe group of Christian people who understand and who are willing to give you grace and let you be broken and let you take time to heal and be there with you while you are broken and while you're healing, huge, so huge. And if it just ends up being a couple of friends of yours that you can just really be real with and that you can be broken with, That will help healing. If they can just give you grace and validation and love, like it will help you, I promise. Okay, here's a big one. Get a new Bible translation. This was so big for me when I first came out of my Christian cult because we used the King James or the New King James Version only and so much of it had gotten just twisted and 
I had a hard time even reading it and knowing what it really meant or just seeing it without hearing other things in my head or people had talked to me. And so getting an ESV was just huge. I could read the Bible in just a brand new way and, and see it in a, in a different way. And it was huge. And if you listen to my story um, on episodes, I think it's three or four, where I talk about no condemnation and discovering that God was not after me and upset with me if I wasn't performing correctly. That was all because of my new ESV Bible and verses that were actually interpreted correctly. So yeah, get a new Bible. And maybe it needs to just be the message for a while. Or, you know, the New Living Version, which are great if you just need to be able to just hear scripture differently and maybe the heart of what it's trying to say versus a more literal interpretation or translation, I guess is the better word to use. But there's lots of different options out there and it's not like there's only one that's correct. So go ahead and get what you need. Here's one. Don't pressure yourself to perform spiritually. This is not popular, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you need a break from reading the Bible or from formal praying or whatever other spiritual behavior you've been burned by, that is okay. You can take a break. You don't have to do that. Don't pressure yourself to perform spiritually. At the same time, I would encourage you when you're ready, if you're ready, just start having these conversations with God. Like maybe you don't know how to approach him, but just, just randomly talk, like just let it all out. Let your emotions out. Be real. Be honest, be angry, be sad, be whatever, and just discover who he really is. But if you need to let some of that formal stuff go for a while, let it go. It's okay. It's okay. Don't pressure yourself to perform. Here's another one. Start a lie journal. I love this idea. It's not even mine originally. I got it from a friend. So as you recognize lies that you were taught or that you just believe about yourself or God or about spirituality, write them down. Have a journal that just is full of lies. And every time you pop one into your head and you're like, huh, I don't think that's really true. Write it down. And then leave a line underneath it so that when you discover the truth, you can write that down as well. And this just helps you to remember lies and choose to believe truth, even when you don't feel it. You don't always feel like the truth is the truth. But we can just be like, nope, that's a lie and that's the truth. And that's what it is. So that can be super helpful depending on your personality. If you're up for it, Read about Jesus. For some reason, false teachers seem to fixate most on the God of the Old Testament. I think he's somehow easier to twist than Jesus is, maybe because Jesus is like in the flesh right in front of us. But if you really read about Jesus and you just check out those Gospels and you see who Jesus is, he's crazy. I mean, yeah, he says crazy stuff and he does crazy stuff and he loves people that are broken and he's just not exactly who you expect God to be. So I would just encourage you, read about Jesus. And as you read, if that, if your view of God, like the Old Testament God, isn't lining up with the Jesus you're reading about, that God in your head might be fake. So just let yourself think about that. Now, I don't have all the answers, and these aren't all the, you know, suggestions for how to heal from spiritual abuse. There's some great books out there. There's some other resources you can find. But This is just my story. Like, I just have my own story. And for better or worse, spiritual abuse is a part of that story. It's a part of my story. I've come to grips with that fact. And I'm okay with the fact that the things I've experienced will probably affect me for the rest of my life. Because even though I've been broken by them, God has used them to soften me and humble me and draw me to himself. And so I can tell you from my own experience, I'm better for having been broken. And there's a time when I would have thought that was a crazy thing to say. 
but sitting here now looking back and looking at who I am and who I used to be, I am better for having been broken. I'm better for having been broken. And I hope there's a time when you can say that too. Broken people are softer. They're more sensitive and tender. And Jesus loves broken people. He loves broken people. All right, guys, this is the end of season one of Looking for the Real God. I'm going to be taking a break for the next few weeks and we'll come back mid-January and start season two. I've been thinking about my story and how I can share some more of it with you guys and what are some things that I want to talk about. I think I'm going to tackle the purity culture because I have a whole bunch of kind of crazy stuff where I'm trying to figure out how to live in real life, real world, while still believing all the things that I used to believe. So we might do some middle stories there, some middle ground after I left home before I got married and just trying to figure out life or something like that. So enjoy your Christmas break and I will see you in January 2020. And until then... Keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.